0: Welcome to the Art of Intention Holiday Series. This December, we'll be sharing all things Christmas as we prioritize taking the holiday season to rejuvenate and spend time with loved ones. We hope you do the same.
1: All right, everyone. Hello, hello, and welcome to our second installment of the Art of Intention Holiday Files, the Bethanela Christmas Extravaganza, whatever you want to call it. Welcome. So last week, we did a super fun, a super cozy episode where we chatted about our most favorite, most nostalgic holiday traditions, and we read traditions from our listeners. So if you missed last week, you'll definitely want to go catch up on that. This week, we wanted to quickly hop back into business mode and talk about 10 ways you can start preparing your business for the new year. Right now is a great time to sit back and look at your last year in business and take action for next year. That's actually right around the corner. So if you're starting to prepare your business for another great year, definitely keep listening. Okay, real quick before we hop into the episode, I have a quick little community news update. It's an update from some news I shared a couple weeks back, probably about a month or so ago now. Time's hard, but a little (laughs) while ago, you might remember me sharing about a recent Lightroom Classic update that was implemented. It's version 13 and .01 something. Everyone will know the update I'm talking about because it notoriously slowed down Lightroom Classic For everybody, Mm -hmm. ever. Like, Mm -hmm. I heard not very many good things about this update. All of the new things that they implemented that were supposed to be so cool. I've heard nobody really using those. All I've heard is just... Bugs and slowdowns and file sharing problems, specifically like just random file sharing error messages that have never popped up before for people who've exchanged catalogs the exact same way for years. Um, that happened to me with one client and it was so stressful because yeah. I was like, how do I troubleshoot this? What th- could this be? And <laughs> we figured it out, but just new problems. And then I especially noticed a new slowness when toggling between photos. Anyway, if you were there, you'll remember. I'm also here <laughs> to report that. That Adobe has since made it a new update for Lightroom Classic and it was a bug fix update which is great news. I've been keeping an eye out for that for weeks and it automatically applied to my Lightroom so it's not like a whole new version where you have to like change every catalog that comes in after that. It's just a quick little bug fix and so far I have found it pretty helpful. I'm finding there's certain clients I work for where I do quite a bit of masking, brushing, and for those ones, there is still a bit of a delay, which is kind of understandable. That can happen anyway, uh, but it has made my normal catalogs run a little bit smoother. It's still, in my opinion, not as 100% perfect as it was before yeah. this update, but it helped. So if you have fallen victim <laughs> to the like, <laughs> version 13, uh, the Lightroom Classic version update, Go ahead and check your creative cloud now. There should be a bug fix update if it hasn't already automatically installed. And I think you guys will find that'll help out a bit. I'm still hoping things polish up a bit more, but it has eased me a little bit. So go look for that if you haven't yet.
0: Yeah, definitely. Good news there. All right, another week, another holiday episode. Woo! Woo. (laughs) Well, I think we're definitely all slowing down and taking in the holiday season. We did want to include at least one business-centered episode with some practical applications for us, um, as I think that's a huge reason a lot of you actually tune into the show. Uh, We get amazing feedback on our business content, so today that's what we're doing.
1: Yeah. So like you all heard today, we are sharing 10 things that you can start doing to prep your business for the new year. In my first year of photo editing, I was scrambling on the last few days of my holiday break. It was the wild west back then. I just suddenly realized Mm -hmm. there was kind of a lot to do to prepare for commencing my second year in business. And I learned a lot about end of year work and prep. And now these days, uh, Just for life, I personally always take about two weeks off for the holiday season, but out of those two weeks, I take a couple days, around two to three, to do some back-end work for the business and prepare for the new year. And it's Mm -hmm. not so much like I spend my holiday working, but it's like I need – Two to three dedicated days to not have catalogs, to not have any client calls, to not be doing the rest of my daily work, but specifically prepare for the new year. And I've been able to zone in on that the last couple of years, which has been really helpful. And that's helped me start the new year off a little bit stronger. So yeah. We'll be diving into some of the tips and tricks I do. Beth, I'm sure you have lots to share on yeah. it too.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think it can be easy, especially for those in the photography and photo editing world to wrap up their last job after a busy season, You know, wrap up their last project and then just be done for the year. And while we definitely understand the eagerness and the importance also of resting during this time and caring for yourself, spending time with loved ones, all things that we totally encourage you to do. It's also important to note that there's definitely things on the back end that need to be taken care of before signing off for the holidays or even just during your break, like Ayla said, just a couple of days. And it might sound intimidating, but we hope our little breakdown today can help you create a list, tackle it one by one. And the great thing is you can help set up your whole next year in business for success just by taking a few days right now to prepare.
1: Yeah, it really is that simple. It's just a few days, a few hours of your time that can change the course the whole year because then you're not going into it scrambled. You're ready. You have a plan. And like Beth said, it's easy for us, especially as creatives to kind of like, yeah, wrap up the last thing and be done. I'm kind of guilty of this. Like 90% of the year, I would say I'm pretty motivated to like get done what I need to get done. Like you don't really have to tell me like, hey, it's time for you to go to work. I'll be there. You actually have to tell me, like, work's done (laughs) and to, like, close the computer and be done, right? But around this time, after I've gotten through a busy season, especially this one, it was just so intense that it's super easy for me when I have a spare day where I'm at home and it would normally be a work day and I'm caught up on galleries, it's easy for me to be like, okay, I'm going to stay in bed or – You know, I'm going to go and doing other errands is all good and productive, but I'll go, I'll kind of go for like fully lazy because I haven't gotten to do that in so many months. And there is a sense of like using that time to decompress from busy season. And yeah, take a lazy day, take a day off totally. But it is easy for me to just pretend like there's nothing else to be (laughs) done. And that's not quite the case. There's definitely still a few little things to take care of. So with that, this is our guide of 10 ways you can begin preparing your 2024 year for success i roughly wrote these kind of in order so from start to finish but of course whatever works best for you you can take this um however it works best for you and your business and your household and i also listed most of these things kind of happening in december but of course some projects should be started in november some will carry into january you guys get it so let's jump into it All right, number one on the docket, this is definitely, this one's big for photo editors and Beth, I'll I'll ask you in a minute if this applies to you too, but I'd say, let's see, this episode is gonna be on December 12th. So definitely if you haven't started this yet, I'd recommend getting it done and off your plate now, and that's client gifts. So kind of talking to photo editors here, I think it's a really good idea to prepare a little something something for your clients at the end of the year, a little thank you for just them supporting your business throughout the year. If they're an amazing client, which I'm sure they are, you definitely, it's a good idea to give back and just show that you appreciate them. And honestly, Mm. it's a good business strategy too. (laughs) Lots of businesses (laughs) will do things like client gifts to show appreciation. I usually try to have my client gifts done and out the door before December 10th, especially if you're mailing client gifts places. I'm mailing pretty much everything from the Canada to the US, so that signs me up for a couple weeks of shipping time. So mm-hmm. I just try to take all of that into account so that everyone's getting their little goodies before Christmas. Not the end of the world if you pass Christmas, but you know, everyone likes to have their gifts on yeah. or beforehand. and. I could probably make a whole other section about ideas for client gifts, and I'm gonna keep mine a secret for now because they're in <laughs> shipment now. So I wouldn't wanna like say what Smart. my clients are about to get and spoil it. But I usually just do a few little things, a little something sweet. In the past I've done a couple of little like Canadian things. Like I made some like maple oh, yeah. popcorn once and like did little baggies and I put a chocolate loonie so in there. A loonie's our dollar coin. And okay. you could buy like chocolate dollar coins or loonies as we call them so I put like one of those in there so just and then usually a little card or letter so um and something handmade so mine take quite a bit of time to like put together and send out some people do something as simple as starbucks gift cards and I think that's a great and effective Mm -hmm. gift too so just decide if that's something you're going to be doing for your business and I'd get that roll in as early as you can in December um Mm -hmm. but Beth not to be on this question on this topic for too long but Would that apply to photographers at all? It's a different client relationship. So I'm wondering if you do something like that.
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, I love that. I think it's awesome, but it's doesn't apply. I don't think as much to photographers because like you said, it's a different relationship. Like you work with your editors for, or with your photographers for years as an editor, you know, you guys are, you have a really close, you know, business relationship, you know, but you also start to maybe become friends with them. Um, for photographers, the closest thing I've ever heard to that is like, sometimes photographers will send out like a little, um, a little like newsletter or something, but yeah, or a little postcard or something, but not, not so common with us. All right.
1: For sure. So photographers, you're lucky. You can skip this step. But photo yes. editors, if you haven't already, start thinking about client gifts. Yeah. All
0: right. Exactly. What's number two? All right. Number two. Um, oh, but I will say photographers, if you want to oh. do that, I mean, by all means, that'd be awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, yeah. we won't tell you what to do. I could, You know where I could see that actually? Okay. And if you're a photographer listening to this, I'm about to give you a million dollar idea. Mm. You could do that. For businesses that you've worked with, I feel like small businesses because that's often a different yeah. relationship. Like if I work for a brand, for example, or like if I go and work for like – I photograph something for Marriott, the hotel chain, and I'm working with like one of their upper management people, there's often a lot of like – gifts they give me throughout the process so during the holiday sending them like a nice little something is you know although you have to be careful here's the thing also with photographers you have to be careful that you're not going to do anything that that puts them in the position of looking like they were bribed so Mm. that's why it's it's kind of a balance but if you can find that balance there if you know what I'm talking about Totally. That is a that would be a time where it'd be kind of cool. Or if you're working with small businesses, like a small local business, giving them a little holiday gift would be fun. I'm sure they would enjoy that as well.
1: Totally. Maybe if you're often paired up like similar vendors over time, if you're working events together all the time, that might be no, that's a great idea. Good call.
0: Yep. Vendor vendor Christmas gifts would be great too. Yeah. Yeah. And if you always work with a certain videographer or a certain caterer or a certain planner. Dude, we're whipping out good ideas left and right today. Gold okay. From the start.
1: Thank you very much. What? <laughs> Love it.
0: Okay. All right. Number two, you asked. Sorry. Uh, number two uh, would be decide if you want to hold any kind of Christmas sale or giveaway. This definitely applies to both photographers and editors, I would think. Yeah. But photographers, as you know, this might be something that you would think of more starting in November or you know uh, earlier, but even now you could still do like a Christmas mini session sale, something like that. Or if you want to do just a giveaway for the holidays, you know, twelve days of Christmas giveaway, stuff like that. Ooh, there's still fun. time for that. Yeah, exactly. There's still time for all that. You could do a New Year's giveaway, but definitely this is the time to start thinking about that. Busy season is hopefully wrapped up for you, so it's you you know you can have time to do a little something like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have dreams of doing something like that. I've never, yeah. I've done sales before, but I've never yeah. done like, I still haven't done a giveaway for my business and I'm always kind of brainstorming that. on what would look good. Yeah. So <laughs> this year, probably not quite, at least not in the next few weeks, but it does get me thinking for later in the year, what's exactly. something I can do. So, all right. Number three is content creation prep. Now I will be honest right now and say I'm not very good at this. I <laughs> haven't done it so far this season. So do as I say and not as I do. Um, <laughs> don't go look at my Instagram and look at the last time I posted because <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <Dead>. <laughs> and we'll, yeah, we'll actually get to this later on talking about the new year and goals and resolutions, but I'd like to be better about my content creation. So I will be getting there, but early December is a good time to prep some of your online presence because if you're like us and you are planning on taking time off on the holiday it's a good idea to do so but to not disappear from your platform especially as a photographer i feel like us photo editors can we can kind of get away with less consistent posting if we are not actively marketing and searching Mm -hmm. for clients because it is that more long-term relationship. Now, I don't think you should disappear from socials, but I'm saying we're not always in marketing mode. But photographers, it's all about you constantly showing up, constantly showing up in someone's feed and constantly being there. And how does your content change from Christmas to springtime to this? So It's a good idea early in December when your photography season slows down to maybe take that time and just prep some content you can share through the holidays. Do you have an Amazon storefront? What do you do for the holidays? You know, whatever... reels or posts look like for you prep them ahead of time so then you can schedule them and release them over your holiday and then you won't really disappear um i'm actually i am hoping to get on a little bit of that before i fully dip out of office and it's just a nice way to stay consistent but also take your holiday season easy so we're still i would say in early to mid-december and it's still a good time to prep honestly even just three to four reels to put out over your holiday just to keep your presence going
0: I love that. Yep, exactly. As I like to say, you should take a break, but your social media shouldn't (laughs) to be honest. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Let's move on with a number four. So this might Sound a little painful, a little scary. But we've also mentioned it before. Finalize any bigger purchases. This is for tax reasons. If you go back and listen to one of our really early on episodes, actually, it's like um, episode a two tax- or
1: something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A tax season episode. We actually interviewed an accountant on that one. Spoiler, my husband. Um, <laughs> Chat in the house. <laughs> exactly. But, anyways, we got lots of good small business tips from him. And one of those was to finalize any bigger purchases. If there's a lens you've been like dying to buy, if you're an editor- If there's an editing program or if there's a new piece of, you know, like maybe a new laptop you've been wanting to get, um, whatever it is, if you can do that before the year ends, that's going to help you out to get to pay a little bit less in taxes when the next tax season comes around. So in a few months from now.
1: Yeah, it's totally no pressure if it's not the right timing. Um, Spoiler alert. Well, not spoiler alert. Sneak peek some news. Um, I am upgrading my editing setup this year, so I will be switching um, to a desktop. I'm super excited (gasps) about it. I still need to – yeah, and I still need to like actually – I'm going to be making payments, so it doesn't really matter, but I do still want to initially make the purchase this year. And it's just like Beth said, any bigger purchases can help make this year your 2023 taxes – obviously that's a write-off and that write-off will apply to this year. So when you go right into your taxes in a couple couple months, you'll have that write-off. And I learned this at the very beginning of this year. I made huge purchases for my business in January. I purchased like a desk, a desk chair. Like I fully purchased an office setup, which was great. But then it's like, I won't see any of those write-offs until a couple months from now so anyway yeah. it's it's thing. it's not too big of a deal but again you just set yourself up for an easier start to the year if you get rid of all your bigger business purchases before the yeah. year
0: ends exactly and that's why we wanted to be talking about this in the episode now we don't want you to wait to be thinking about this kind of prep after the holidays think about it now
1: Yeah, definitely. And with that, the second tax-related one and number five on our list is to kind of start, and I hate this, but start gathering information (laughs) for taxes. So start finding all those little receipts or hopefully you have a good storage system throughout the year. But in my spare time, because my season has slowed down, I will start getting all my bank statements for the year, getting – you know, internet bills, all those things that I'm going to be needing. Of course, you can't fully file quite yet. Like there's still some things in December that will apply, but just doing a little bit of gathering here and there can make tax season when it comes up, you'll already be a little bit ready for it. So it's a good idea to just start at least being aware of where all that stuff is and getting it together. If maybe you haven't organized it throughout the year, now's a good time to kind of start. Well, yeah, exactly. actually, like now's a good time to start for the rest of your, you know, start keeping it organized as you go. But of course, life <laughs> gets crazy. And if your stuff's kind of everywhere, now's a good time to start gathering it, basically.
0: Exactly. And if you need a refresher on any of that, remember our tax episode, you can go listen and we lay out so many tips for you for that and everything you'll need to know. Okay. Uh, Let's move on a little bit as well to another one. This one is a good one to to start doing right now. Decide if you're going to raise your prices. Begin notifying your current clients of that. Update your website for that. um, Update your pricing guide. Develop your new packages. Go ahead and start doing that now um, because if you do have anybody who wants to inquire over the holidays or early next year, you're going to want people to know what your new pricing is. So you don't want to be scrambling as new inquiries are coming in in January. You don't want to be scrambling to go actually wait i i have new pricing in my head but i haven't gotten it out in a in a pricing guide yet so right now is the perfect time to do that
1: and i was just going to touch on this one a little bit and say i always um cuz so far every year i have raised my prices each new year in business yeah. i actually have it on my contract that my clients are contracted per year and they re-sign my contract per year, which gives me the freedom to be able to do that. Um, So I actually just write up and send a little end of year news, kind of like you were saying, Beth, like a newsletter um, email to my clients. Uh, This has my updated pricing office hours because I have gone like I've changed my hours around. They're not set in stone, but it's generally here's a here are good times to contact me, all of that good stuff. And then this is a very unique situation kind of just to me, but because most of my clients are based in the US. If I do change my prices, I actually have a little chart that I make every year with conversion so that they know because it can look like because I operate in Canadian dollar, it can look like you're paying a lot. Like right now, I think my rate's $0.37 an image for basic edits. I would have to jump over and convert, but that's something like $0.32 US. So if I I change my prices to $0.40 an image... And they think they're paying 32 to 40 cents. That's going to be a crazy price increase, but it's not. It's just conversion anyway. I just think ahead of little things like that to eliminate any confusion and send all of that out in an email. And I write up this email during my holiday break and I send it out when I'm back in office, usually January 4th or 5th. And it's just a little end of year news. And then any questions people have, it should all be in there. But that's where I update my pricing, pricing guide. And of course- This might sound obvious, but you'll have to go through everywhere your prices are listed: your Facebook, your Instagram, your pricing guide, your website, everywhere, so that you know you don't run into a conundrum later where you've got the wrong price somewhere. Exactly. I'd say changing your prices in and of itself is a whole day. I would. Got it down bad.
0: Yeah, I would even say I think for me it's like two days because I have two. a lot of two, I have a whole pricing packet that I sent. it's for family sessions, it's different, weddings, it's different, you know, all yeah. that couples is different. So just be aware if you're an editor, listen to the timeline is telling you. And if you're a photographer, listen to this timeline, you know, and just kind of think. Also for me, I think for photographers, um, like you said, you send your newsletter out around January. I would encourage photographers to get this information out before. Um, the end of December.
1: Yeah. Good call. Good call. Okay. Yeah. I'll do the next one. And this is to start thinking about – I guess resolutions, but resolutions can mean a lot of things. We don't mean like eat healthy Mm -hmm. and lose weight. You know, (laughs) Um, I'm talking about goals and resolutions for your business. What is something maybe that didn't work so well in 2023 that you want to change in 2024? Now is a great time because let's be honest, not only does it happen to go along with the new year, but we are as photographers and editors entering our slower seasons. And actually, this is a slow season for businesses kind of across the board, restaurants, boutiques, Good stores, malls, like everywhere is going to slow in January. So for businesses everywhere, it's a good time. This is why people look back on their previous year and what they yeah. want to change. It's just a good time to be doing it. So set next year's business goals, create a vision board, create, this was actually best idea, but polls on your Instagram, ask the mm-hmm. people who engage with you and follow you what they want to see more of, what's something that maybe wasn't working for them, just yeah. things like that. Really get some insight on your business and set specific goals on what you want to change. I've gone into every new year of business with either a change or something I want to do better. Uh, Last year, I spent the first half of the year doing just my business full time. And that was my main goal. And I got to like learn a lot from doing that. And then my other goal, I think, was like to not die so much in busy season. (laughs) I was like, when busy season comes around, I don't want to drown. I like half accomplished that. I think I was more prepared for it, but it was still just like, The wave that I think it's always going to be. But anyway, learn what you didn't like about last year and find ways to improve it. And if last year was great, great. How can you make it even better? And I would say almost set up like a physical kind of vision board. And like,
0: and
1: this one's kind of a packed one, but start, yeah, really thinking what's going to change? Are you going to rebrand? Are you. Making like a new slogan, a new motto. Do you need new photos taken? Anything new that's going for your business, start making that list that you're going to tackle throughout the whole next year, I suppose. Exactly.
0: Yeah, love that. 10 out of 10. Okay, let's see. Uh, I think we're on number eight now. Yes. So we know this can be hard this is another one, but try to have all your galleries back before Christmas so that you don't have any any like lingering work during the holidays, during Christmas and New Year's. And now just a little caveat with this. I know that everyone runs their business differently. And if you did like last minute mini sessions or you did a December wedding, like obviously that might not be the case, but any of those ones that are kind of like piling up, it's really, it feels so good you guys to have every gallery out before Christmas. Like it is a different feeling. And for a lot of photographers, it's going to be a very foreign feeling to have absolutely zero sessions in the queue. It feels so good. You feel like yeah. a new person going into it's so the true. next year. It's so yes. True. So if you can, I think that is just something that is a great thing to, to go for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like we know everyone runs their businesses differently. Not telling you what you do or just saying it feels really great. Yeah. And this kind of goes into my point for number nine, which is to rest. Yes. I don't know about you, but at this point in my business, I have to take at least a week off to enjoy Christmas and New Year's. Mm. And I'll get into this. I know maybe not everybody has that luxury, but at this point for me, it feels like a yearly reset that I need. Like at this point with how busy – Business has gotten, and I'm thankful for it. I couldn't really imagine continuing to work through the holidays, even if I took Christmas Eve and Christmas off, and maybe New Year's. I couldn't imagine not having a break at this point. Because um, it's at this point, if I didn't force the break to happen and let my clients know that I will be out of office, the work would likely keep coming, or I would have stuff that lingers. And it's like, where is that break? Where do you take it? So my my whole brain kind of resets, my house kind of resets during this time and it feels like, okay, a new business. I have this new drive. I'm refreshed. The work feels new again. And like Beth said, that feeling is unmatched of having at least yeah. four or five days where you don't have anything in the queue. You don't have inquiries coming in. It is so unmatched. Like literally, the, I just recommend this for your own happiness. But yeah, go out, like if you can, Take at least that time, like there's always a week between Christmas and New Year's, if you can, try to have that week completely off, go out on the town, walk around in the snow, get outside yeah. if you can where you live, see your family and friends, go get breakfast with a friend and be away from your laptop. And with wow. this, I understand this may look different for brick and mortar shops. Like I said, Beth and I obviously both run our businesses Um Mostly online, and it is very seasonal, and we are picking our own hours. I understand if you run a boutique or a restaurant or a coffee shop, this might look different. I understand you can't just close for like a month. Um, But I truly hope you, as a business owner, can find ways to pause during this time of year. Most business owners who run coffee shops that I've worked for in the past do set some kind of holiday time, whether that's three days or a week, they do set something because it's so necessary for everybody yeah. involved. So whatever it looks like for you, I just hope you're finding the time to to take a pause this holiday season for sure. Whether exactly. or not you celebrate the holidays, it's just, it's winter time. Your body is meant to rest.
0: <laughs> exactly. And I, that's so, that's such a good point. I love everything you said. And it was making me think like- you know, if you don't prepare for this break, it's going to happen anyways. Like you'll still probably not work Christmas Day. You'll still probably not work a couple of days cuz you're spending time with family. Yeah. It will just be more chaos after because you didn't prepare and you'll be stressed yes. throughout. So you're going to yes. get a break anyways. Amazing it's just going to determine <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no matter what you're going to get the break, but it's just going to determine how you're going to feel during and after. That's what the preparation is. That's why you want to think I'm going to take a break. Here's how I'm going to prepare for it. Like Ayla was just saying, really listen to everything Ayla was saying. It's so important. (laughs) So yeah, just plan it out. It's very important. It's going to happen anyways. I promise there's going to be a few days around Christmas, around the holidays, you're not going to work. And it can either be really enjoyable because you set yourself up to enjoy it or it's going to just be so stressful and it's just going to feel like you set yourself back and you're more behind than when you start. Oh, okay.
1: Guys, like literally <laughs> rewind a minute because that, that summed it up perfectly. So yeah, it was great. So <laughs> we just right. have one more point after that.
0: Yeah, there we go. We're wrapping up one more point. Okay. This one is uh, just to take time to reset your home. I mean, come on, you guys. If you've heard our episodes, you know we're big proponents of this. Do a deep, clean, Purge old clothing items, donate items if you can. The holidays is a great time to look into that. If you don't normally do that, there's probably some extra like donation things going on. Totally. Yeah. Clean up holiday remnants post Christmas, get your home back into order to, uh, you know, maybe tackle small projects that you've been procrastinating, Um, that's just really a great way to get yourself started off on the right foot for the new year. We're big proponents of this. We say this for everything. If your mind's cluttered, clean your home, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. So
1: there you go. Yeah. I'm a big believer in Christmas cleaning, not just spring cleaning, but like not during Christmas, obviously have your fun, you know, be merry. I am saying, and I actually have this listed as kind of, yeah, like December 26th and onward like when Christmas is done um, because you might have your decorations out you've had parties whatever but I'm also saying like for me at least I noticed this huge build up in the fall busy months of just like crap around my household and I I become the worst at maintaining it and my husband is such Mm. an angel he takes over just so much of the daily like cleaning that has to happen but every year in business so far I've noticed in Christmas when things finally start slow down I step back and notice like stuff's dusty my clothes are everywhere yeah. there's unfolded clothes and of course something I want to get better at in the future but I think it's inevitable no matter how much you have your life together during busy season your home might suffer a bit so this might sound like yeah. maybe a silly list item but I fully believe like a full purge deep clean get your house back in order get it like nobody lives here clean it <laughs> just to go back into your new year in an organized yeah. Space And of course, mess is going to happen again. But there really yeah. is something about like walking through your home and every room is put together to start yourself off. Right. Yes. Again, it's like a huge mental shift. And obviously, yeah. you don't don't just clean your home during the new year. <laughs> you clean it throughout your life. But I'm saying yes. um, now is a good time to really just do a deep, clean reset and tackle any yep. projects you've been you've been putting
0: off. Exactly. And I would even t- – I mean, that's 100% agree with all of that. I will say I also do a um, clean before Christmas just to enjoy them because th- that's just me though. Yeah, I'm so like that. Totally, totally. Yeah, I get so – like you were saying, I'm the same way. Mess just kind of builds up during busy season. I mean, as clean as you want to be, as clean as of a, of a person you might be. It's busy season. Stuff is going to happen. So I, I do a little bit of a mini clean when, right before I decorate. So I yes, if totally. I have a day to decorate, yeah. Because I also try to usually have a decorating day or at least a half a day. But I try to make it a day because I spend the first half cleaning and then the second half decorating. So there's yeah. so many different ways to do it. Definitely agree with anything you haven't cleaned before during the holidays to clean right after so you reset and your – your-
1: And it's totally okay to ask for help. Ask if, yes. you, if you're married or living with anybody, hey, yeah. can we take a day and tackle this? If you're like Beth and I, if we lived in the same place, it would totally be, hey, do you want to go over to each other's houses oh, sure. and clean for the new year? Oh, my gosh. So, that'd be a dream. Yeah. It's, it's totally, totally a real one there. <laughs> um, here, maybe oh I'll gosh. just rapid fire like read that list out again just to kind of like condense it all. So, number one, tackle client gifts if you've decided to do that. Number two, decide if you're having a Christmas sale or giveaway and make necessary preparations. Number three, prep your content creation. Number four, finalize any bigger purchases you want to make in 2023. Number five, start gathering little bits of information for taxes. Number six, decide if you're going to raise your prices and start changing that. Every route needs to be changed. Number seven, start thinking about 2024 goals and resolutions. Number eight, try your very best to have all your galleries and projects sealed, done, put away before Christmas. Number nine, rest and prepare well for your rest. And Number 10, take time to reset your home.
0: There it is. Woo woo. That's perfect. Thank you for that recap actually. That is. I love summaries. I love summaries. <laughs> we love a good like summary. And we well, do. Yeah.
1: And yeah, in case we went off track, there you go. There's the track. It's back. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> All right. So, um I guess that is what we have for you today. We hope this helps you narrow down what's a priority during this time and um uh, as business slows down. And for
1: this week's fun holiday freebie, as you will remember, we're kind of starting to throw those in this month. Um mm-hmm. For this week, you can find our prep for the new year guide as a PDF on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. So if you hop to our Instagram right now, you can head to the link in our bio and select download our new year's prep guide PDF. And then you can have these tips for you and for your business wherever you are. You can obviously download it on your phone, computer, wherever it's the best for you. And we also recommend downloading today's episode wherever you listen, and then you can pull it back up if you need it.
0: And if you missed last week's episode, first of all, we really do genuinely think you'll enjoy it. We tried to be really intentional about making that one fun. Check it out. It's all There's the cozy some Christmas vibes. Ones.
1: There's an atmosphere. We so put true. our hearts into it. So
0: <laughs> please <Absolutely>. go. <laughs> you'll love it. You'll love it. And if you feel kind of like I have felt a little bit this year, you're like, where's the holiday spirit? I feel like it's not super crisp. Where's Christmas? I don't feel like it's Christmas right now. Go it's listen there. to that. We're going to remedy that. Post haste anyways. But we talked about <laughs> oh, our favorite spade. Christmas movies. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, you're good. <laughs> we talked about our favorite Christmas movies, and I actually have a recommended Christmas movie marathon list for the whole month of December. You can also snag that through the link in our bio as well on Instagram, like Ayla was saying.
1: And with that, before we fully let you go for this week, if you caught last week, we started doing weekly Christmas polls on our story. Mm-hmm. We don't have one for every week this month but we do have one this week so we put out a poll a couple days ago just fun little christmas questions again to get everyone into the zone and we are sharing the results right here on the show so with that we did put out a poll a couple days ago we have the results and we're gonna hop in and share what those were woohoo
0: Okay, so here we go. I'm gonna read the first one and I will read the results. So the first question was, do you decorate the outside of your house? I was super curious about this one. It was actually spit 100% 50-50 down the middle Yeah. So, uh, I actually do not decorate the outside of my house. We didn't when I was a kid either. And I used to always tell myself, yeah, I used to always say when I'm an adult, I'm going to decorate the outside of my house so much. It's going to be the greatest thing ever, but I just haven't really gotten around to it. We don't really have a house, you know, apartment living. Right. So, um, yeah, but when we do have a house, I plan to deck it out. What about you, Ayla? Totally.
1: Yes, my family always decorated the outside. We did <sighs> lights. We did for Halloween too. Like we, yeah, we didn't do like any blow up things. We just did lights on the outside of our yeah. house, and then we did like snowflakes in the windows, kind of, yeah. kind of stuff like that. And I'd love to do that again. It actually bums me out. I was planning on doing lights because we have a balcony in our apartment, yeah. but there's no outlet outside. So no. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure out if I can just like run it through the door or something. So Maybe. I'll see, yeah. but I at least want to do lights like in our windows. Cause I love when something can shine yeah. down into the streets. So yeah. Um, to- yeah, like as of right now, we don't have anything on the outside, but growing up, yes, we always did yeah. the outside of our house.
0: To be fair, quick point, to be fair to my parents, because <laughs> it's probably a lot of work. They did string lights, I think, most, if not every year, just on the balcony. But, like, okay, I'm... Yeah. So, okay, maybe I was wrong. If, like, that's... They did that. But that was, like, kind of the extent of outside house decorating. Right. Like I feel like there were some people who, like, decorate the outside of their house. Oh, we did yeah, lights, which was beautiful and fun. Yeah. But And we decorated the inside a lot, but the outside not so much.
1: Yeah. This might be a hot take. I drop so many hot takes during these yeah. polls. <laughs> you I... <laughs> I sound like such a Scrooge. I swear, no. I like things. I don't like blow-up decorations. Like I don't like things. the things. Really? Like why? Them. <laughs> I okay. It, I guess it depends. There's a few. If it, I don't like a ton of them. Okay, if you've got fair. like a blow-up set and stuff, that can be cute. Something about the ones where there's so many, like at least twenty things that blow up. It just seems like so much to mm. me. I, I, yeah, I really like the houses True. that are decked out with lights. I like the little deer statues that are lights yeah. and like yard nativities. I think I like those. It seems- um, something about an excess of blow up stuff is like crazy to me. I guess I'm happy for you if you like Christmas that yeah. much, but I don't think I'll ever be that household that has an excess of like yeah. things that inflate.
0: <laughs> it seems like reason. you like the more classy kind of like timeless yeah i don't know like th- it seems like the blow-up ones might feel cheap too like they just kind of went and grabbed it kind of blew them up and haphazardly like whatever it feels like you like the more intentional <laughs> intentional and like <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> you know yeah almost i'm not gonna say like luxurious but the right because that's a wrong word but there's a word somewhere in there that but kind of gets my point yeah, across yeah just the put together yeah, cl- okay.
1: That's no shade to you if you like inflatable yeah, no. things. No never never any yeah. shade. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Yeah. The next question was gingerbread or sugar cookies. Yeah. Love this. And the results were definitely in favor for sugar cookies over gingerbread. Oh, yeah. And I voted the same way too. I'm not a big gingerbread eater, so uh for baking and decorating sugar cookie all the way for yep. me. But Beth, me what too. did you
0: say? Oh, I said sugar cookies, too. I don't really like gingerbread, actually. I don't like the flavor. Yeah, I don't like molasses, and I think that – isn't that, like, a big thing that gives them their flavor? Yeah, Yeah. no, thank you. I get – I like the shape of gingerbread. Like, I like a little gingerbread, man. That's so cool. And I get that gingerbread houses are literally made out of gingerbread, but I don't like the taste of it.
1: Yeah, like I'll make a gingerbread house and then I'm like, great, anybody yeah. else can, can eat this? Okay, exactly. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, we're about the same. Yeah. I will say that I work part time at a coffee shop and we mm-hmm. do a gingerbread latte and that was so good. So I like oh, that one. I don't know, like certain, I don't know, I'm getting more open to it. But grow it, growing <laughs> up, if I was given gingerbread cookies, I was like, Bleh, you know, well, <laughs> so, no.
0: same. Um, okay, so this one was: Do you have any ornaments from your childhood, like any that your parents have given you, anything that you passed down? Do you have them? Uh, the majority said yes, and only a small yeah. percentage said no. Uh, Ayla, what do you? I wonder what you.
1: Yeah, I do, and I oh. love that. I think my parents said when when we were all like babies, and they were kind of newlyweds. It was like you don't have a lot of money, so instead of like Christmas presents to us, because we were babies, we didn't care anyway. We all got an ornament. Oh, I and I think I've heard this from a few families. Chris's family was similar. Like, he and his sister each get an ornament. So when I moved out, my mom, like, the first Christmas I had moved out, I went, you know, home and helped my mom decorate her tree. And she gave me any ornaments that were mine. So any that oh, I, I made it. or any that were, like, my presents growing up. And if I wanted them for her tree, I was like, no, you keep this one. I'll take this one. So I do have a handful of ones yeah. that I either made or that were, were given to me. Yeah.
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense I put no simply because I don't have them with me I think that I well I definitely know growing up we had our specific ornaments ones that like you said I either made as a kid in school or ones that were gifts from grandparents or from parents but um so we definitely had our own like you know my siblings had special ornaments I had special ornaments but my mom just hasn't gotten around to giving them to us uh yet if she's planning on doing that at all it's her right I mean she's the parent she if those are her keepsakes she gets to have them because we also made the ornaments that we made we made for them so I mean yeah but I think eventually she is going to give them to us but Chad actually very similar to you Chad's mom it was so cool what they did uh, mom and dad they got a new ornament every year for the boys they would go and pick out an ornament that had to do with something they like loved them or just had to do with them. And so it's just so cool to see. And then she did gift a couple years ago a whole box of all Chad's ornaments, like his 18 ornaments or whatever, or his 20 ornaments Aww. to us. So, and it was really cool because it did start our like ornament collection. But yeah, it's fun to see like the little ones that he picked out when he was like two versus the ones yeah. when he had when he was 10. It's just so fun. So I love that. But yeah, there we go.
1: That was that one. Awesome. I love that. And also, yeah, definitely, guys, if you hear this episode and it sparks something in you that you want to share with us, definitely let us know on our yeah instagram or because we just we love this kind of stuff mm-hmm. okay the next one was do you go on vacation for christmas or stay home for christmas and the majority of you said you'd rather be home for christmas mm-hmm. which i kind of expected but a couple people did say they'd rather be on vacation so beth what's what's yours
0: I actually said I'd rather be home and I know I'm a travel bug and I love going places, but I'm, um, I'm the same I'm way. A, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's so funny. Yeah. I just like being home. It feels right. I think, like, I feel totally. like you run out into the world the rest of the year and the holidays is when I want to be home with family and friends. Absolutely.
1: No, I'm so the same. Way I think oh. like for Christmas, that I want to go to like skiing destinations and like, I definitely think that'd be fun. Like, if one year Chris and I decided yeah. to do that, I think it would be fun. But I'm the same way. I feel like I'm just all over the place in the rest of life. And actually, building up to when I moved to Canada, I was home every Christmas, despite my travels and stuff. I always got to be home for Christmas. Like, my first year up here, where, like, this is my home now. But the first year, you know, it didn't always feel that way. Yeah. It was a little weird for me. And I think in an ideal world, Chris and I would always, like... I don't know. Our initial plan when we first got to Canada was to go to my parents for Christmas um, yeah. and we actually learned we like being in California for the summer. So now it's like, oh, we'll go yeah. there for summer. And then, but we always go to his parents for Christmas, which is also Good. home to me at yes. this point. So we uh, oh. we drive a couple hours to go to his parents. So I suppose we travel, but that feels like home. It's like no, the that- family.
0: You know. I would call that home when I was when I put that poll question up for vacation or travel. I thought, like you said, vacation is like we went to a ski resort. We went out to you know Norway. We went to go yeah. do like an activity, like a literal vacation. Or, you're not in you someone's home. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're yeah. like or yeah. Some will vacation to Hawaii for Christmas. Exactly. Like you are literally not home or in anyone's home. Yeah. You're on a vacation. So yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Like
1: family, right. family. And I love that. I don't think yeah. I could imagine anything else.
0: So yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. I love that. Okay, so the next one was: If you get a real tree for Christmas, do you get it from the tree farm or do you cut it down yourself? The majority of people said they cut it down themselves, which is Dude, so cool. That, I didn't—that surprised me. Yeah, I was so surprised. And um, I uh, so for me, I said that we we don't get a real tree, so I didn't answer this one. And then Ayla, what did All you right. say?
1: Uh, we always went to a tree farm. Now there were some tree farms mm. where they let you cut it down, but I still count that as tree farm because like the trees yeah. grown to certain look, look a, a certain, certain way, not to look a certain way. That's still a tree farm, and that's always what we did. There's only been I think one year where we've gone and like cut it down um, with the proper like permits and stuff. But yeah, my family always did a tree farm, and I think that's what yeah. I would what I would keep doing. I don't, it was also hard where Beth and I grew up, you needed a permit to like go cut it down a tree or else it was so illegal. (laughs) So yeah,
0: we, I, I will say if I were to answer that question, it was cut it down ourselves because that's what we did growing up. And then the only time Chad and I have gotten, well, Chad and I've gotten a real tree, I think twice once we cut it down and once we bought it from a tree farm. So I don't know either way, either way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Next up was, I loved this question, by the way, Beth. Um, congratulate Beth on the polls, you guys, because <laughs> Beth did those. Um, you. It was homemade Christmas cards or store bought. And the majority of you said store bought for Christmas cards, but it was really close. It was yeah. like um, 57 to 43-ish percent. Yeah. So this one was close, but the close majority of you guys did say store bought. Mm-hmm. And I actually always homemade Christmas cards. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, some years as a kid, I might have bought them with my mom. It kind of depended on what my mom did. But most of my memories are are making Christmas cards, especially in college oh, and as an adult. Um, I love that. Yeah, I usually made them. I think because my sister always made them and she is oh. actually like way craftier and more talented with that than I am. Oh like gosh, I'll do little what? paintings and like make them into a card. But I don't yeah, it's just that. like. A small thing that I that I like to do to make it like personable. If I ever bought for like my class or something going to school, I bought Christmas cards because
0: oh, that makes sense.
1: It's it's too much work. (laughs) At a certain
0: point, yeah,
1: yeah. What about you? I uh,
0: I. I actually put store bought. I think the majority of the time I do store buy cards, I actually enjoy the process of going out and picking out a card. Um, and it is totally. nice cause I, I tend to agonize over gifts. So, um, by the time I've picked out a gift for somebody, it's like, I just want to get a card and I don't have to make it. Uh, that's a little totally. bit lazy on my part. I will say I do make I Christmas so. cards. Oh, thank you. I do make Christmas cards probably most years for at least somebody. Cause I know that like parents and grandparents prefer, like sometimes prefer handmade ones, but I don't always get around to it. Um, I tried for a couple of years to just fully do handmade cards like water painting card or is it water I don't even know how to say it. Watercolor water cards. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Water painting. Just throw some water on there. Um <laughs> but watercolor cards. But yeah, so it's just a mix, but I'd say majority I store buy cards for yeah. like every occasion. I will say
1: in the last couple of years I have gotten into buying store bought but from like local businesses that <gasps> source, that source card companies like you know what I'm saying you know like there is like the dollar store cards and no shade on those whatsoever but like I only know this because my sister back home owns a flower shop and they source cards from like makers and they're just like a little more stylized a little more unique beautiful stuff and sometimes it is hand-painted stuff from other artists and I think it might be a little bit more expensive yeah like it might be a five dollar card instead of a 50 cent card but I love those like wait a second first of all where are um, you
0: finding 50 cent cards I'm sorry I don't, I know. Totally I don't know, I made something okay. up, but yeah, it's probably at least a dollar fifty now, <laughs> sorry <laughs> not in this economy <laughs> sorry, sorry. keep going, I really interrupted you, so rude. I apologize for that.
1: No. oh my gosh, sorry. no, you're fine you're fine, <laughs> no, that was fine but yeah, like, little boutiques little florists, little, um, I mean here in our city, we're so lucky to have so many like, local vendors and stuff, yeah. so at this point, if I do buy a card, I like trying to find those, cause it supports them, and it's just like fits my aesthetic, might fit the person's yes. aesthetic, so, um Uh, yeah that's just a fun little fun fun little tidbit especially if you don't if you've got like for some reason so many holiday cards to send out i can understand going with a more affordable option for sure but for me if i'm only getting them for four or five people especially if okay sorry this is such a long answer for this question (laughs) but like if it's for more extended family that i don't feel the need to get a super extravagant gift for because i don't see them very much if it's like a gift card then i'll get a nice card to put it in so it looks like yeah. more effort. <laughs> That's-
0: no, that makes uh, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, if that makes sense. Anyway, that makes sense. No, I actually totally agree with that. I totally get that. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still hung up on the 50-cent cards. Um, my <laughs> no, cards definitely... literally cost like $5 to $8. So okay. tell me where you're shopping for a card. We're going to have a chat about where you shop for cards. I'm just kidding. no, I, 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 Well, that's the thing.
1: I don't think I buy them from the dollar store that much. Yeah. So like I guessed. But so, if you, okay. So there you go. If you already have to spend $5 to $7 on a card, then you can just do a nicer small business one. Because I think those ones are yes. still at
0: least below $10. So. Yeah, I feel like that. Well, I will say I've seen some like 15 dollar cards and they're just like it's because they're so like artsy and i'm like that's beautiful but also like i i literally don't have that like well
1: and beth you're good at that stuff you could
0: make it you could probably make it look just like that if you wanted to that's hilariously hilariously funny okay well thank you i appreciate that but my goodness (laughs) all right moving on my goodness we spent so much time on cards sorry that about an that you guys. important one for some reason. thanks for
1: sticking around yeah <laughs> oh
0: my gosh <laughs> okay the next one was white christmas or tropical christmas really simple here most people not surprised said white christmas um but we did get quite a few votes for tropical christmas which was cool ayla yeah. what did you say i'm guessing i know what you said but what did you say
1: White Christmas all the way for sure. Yeah. I don't think I could imagine Christmas on the beach, Beth. I'm sure you're fine with it where you are. It's <laughs> Hawaii's it. your home now. But for me, I don't know. I feel like it has to be, has to be cold. Um, I'd have to really get used to Christmas being when it's warm. So anyway, even if I were to travel for Christmas, it would have to be for like a ski or snowboard vacation. I feel like I just need to be in the winter when it's happening. But
0: yeah, yeah. That makes sense. No, to- I'm not done, not surprised by that answer. I actually yeah. put Tropical Christmas. I'm pretty split like I could do either, but I I love it. I've fallen in love with, with the vibe here during Christmas. A lot of people think, oh, what? You're just having Christmas when it's like hot? But it's so much more than that. It's, I mean, the decorations are fun. It's a little bit different. It's fun to see Tropical Santa. I'm not going to lie. And just... Ooh, oh my gosh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the activities you do when we go out surfing. We see someone in like Santa hats. We see people like, yeah, we see like Santa. It's just, it's so, yeah. And everyone is, you know... This is more specific to where we are, but everyone's in vacation mode around this time of year. So everyone's so happy. They're so, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, already people during the holidays are happy and extra nice, but it is like another level when you live somewhere warm where like, you know, it's kind of drawing vacationers there during the holidays. So I love it. I love a good tropical Christmas. Plus um, it's nice for seasonal depression. I don't really get that anymore around the holidays, which is valid. Honestly, a lifesaver for me. Totally. Okay.
1: I could imagine because I do have to like take steps during the winter, especially Canada, to yeah. not go through that. But I honestly, and like while I am a winter bug and I love the cloudy, cold months, yeah. I can imagine if I live where you live, I would just be happy like 24 yeah. 7 all the time, like the, the, right. the sunshine. So,
0: yeah. Okay. It is a little bit of a mental block. Not having like a white Christmas is a little weird, but I just right. like. Look at the pictures online, and I'm like, oh, cool.
1: Yeah, happy. you're right. I grew up in the snow. I know what it does. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And they've done that, totally.
0: Don't miss Frostbite. It's fine. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just (laughs) kidding. No. Yeah, no. All right, you go ahead. Next one.
1: Next one was classic or rainbow candy canes, and Mm -hmm. the majority vote was definitely for classic candy canes, which is correct. I never liked the taste of the rainbow ones. Peppermint (gasps) all the way dare you are you a rainbow candy i'm a candy? rainbow candy cane i actually
0: hate the normal ones i despise <gasps> peppermint so oh
1: i can imagine if you didn't like
0: peppermint yes. so I, don't I like even the
1: remember t- what the rainbow
0: ones taste like are they <gasps> fruity oh my gosh friend okay so some of them are chocolate some of them are like vanilla-y some of them are fruity some of them are oh, just like sweet okay. they're it's all okay, different wait, yeah
1: can, i always remember the fruity tasting ones and I don't think I like those, but yeah. if there's others I haven't tried, I mean I'm open. I like. Okay, peppermint. you gotta try the chocolate one. I almost always put peppermint like in my coffee or like a hot chocolate, and that's the main yeah. way I'll enjoy them. I don't think I just like eat candy really, but
0: yeah. Well oh, you would
1: probably one time. I do have to sharpen it into like a shank with my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do that. Fair. Do
0: that one.
1: I do I. I don't think I don't think that's niche. I think everyone knows what I no. mean.
0: I think everyone knows. Yeah. All right, let's see. Nice. Next one. Uh, how do you top your tree with a star or an angel? Ayla, what did you say? Oh, sorry. Okay. The majority of people said oh. star. And now Ayla, what did you say? Yes. The majority
1: is 60-40 star to angel. Mm-hmm. Most people were star. So I actually messaged the podcast with my answer because um, my family alternated every year. We had a star and an angel and we alternated. Aww. And it was very important for us to remember what we had done the previous year or else <laughs> like the lord forbid that we did an angel like two years in a row so i'd like i would like remember i'd be like last year we did the star so yeah we alternated and uh and then i think our angel our angel was so old it was so old so i think eventually we only had the star but yeah we alternated every year that's awesome
0: yeah we uh we do a star but growing up we did an angel
1: Okay, next um, for your tradition, your dress tradition of choice, does your family do matching PJs or ugly Christmas sweaters? Majority, oh, this was actually, again, split 50-50 between matching PJs and ugly Christmas sweaters, which I just Mm -hmm. loved that. That was split Mm -hmm. 50-50. My family never did the matching PJs. I usually had Christmas PJs that I would wear on like Christmas Eve. I either got them new, like on Christmas Eve to wear Christmas morning, Uh, But they were just, like, regular Christmas PJs. Um, Not matching with your family? No, just, like, my own. Like, we each got some, but they didn't have to be, like, matching or anything. But I think I have more memories of, like, sweaters.
0: Okay, awesome. We, uh, growing up, always did matching PJs. Like, there's pictures of us in front of our Christmas tree as Mm -hmm. children where we all have the exact same PJs. And our parents would get the same ones, too. So it was matching PJs for us all the way. But then as we got older, I don't think we really did that, of course. But now as an adult, I love ugly Christmas sweaters. So this year I actually wanted to get me and Chad like the craziest ugly Christmas sweaters. We haven't done it yet. We thought something like tropical and wild and just insane would be really fun. So I just like, yeah, so I like um, ugly Christmas sweaters more, I think. Okay, and the last part of the polls was a little bit different. It was just um, which movies are your favorite, and we would put an option of two different Christmas movies. So um, we'll read through those real fast. The first selection was Elf or Home Alone. I was super curious about this one. Most people chose Elf. Ayla, if you just want to share which one you did, which you prefer? I'm an
1: Elf watcher. I love both, but Elf has my heart.
0: Sweet. I did Home Alone. The next one is The Grinch or Klaus. This one, I thought was going to be, well, either way, this one, most people chose the Grinch, but a lot of people actually chose Klaus. I was glad people knew what that was. Ayla, which one did you choose?
1: I did the Grinch just because I still haven't watched Klaus, but after you hyped (gasps) it up last week, I know I need to. So Grinch until otherwise
0: proven. Yes. 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 All right. Well, I chose Klaus. I chose Klaus. All right. So the next one was Barbie and the Nutcracker or the Princess Switch. Um, most people chose the Princess Switch. I know the Barbie is probably a very niche one. Um, I chose I chose Barbie and the Nutcracker. It's one of my favorites from when I was a
1: Me kid. Me too. I was a Barbie kid 100% growing up. I My parents still have so many of the Barbie movies. So yes, I like Barbie and the Nutcracker. Love it. <laughs>
0: oh, so glad. Okay. Um, The next one was the movie Deck the Halls, the Christmas movie. And the next one was While You Were Sleeping with Sandra Bullock. Um, Most people chose While You Were Sleeping with Sandra Bullock. Ayla, what did you choose?
1: I think I did Deck the Halls because I've never seen the other one. So I was like,
0: I'll do the one I've (laughs) seen. Perfect. That's that's exactly great. Um, I did While You Were Sleeping. It's actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. Oh, nice. yeah and that's it so if you guys haven't uh checked those out we might do one more poll just for fun but i don't know if we'll get a chance to actually read them on the air so but yeah hope you enjoyed that
1: yeah yeah and thank you guys so much for
0: participating it's a lot of fun for us to
1: put them together and to read them and yeah even if we don't have any more on the show because we have other special episodes coming Mm -hmm. out definitely keep an eye out on uh on on the gram for those ones
0: absolutely okay thank you all for joining us here again for listening and participating in everything we have planned so far this holiday season it's so fun for all of us to come together and just get excited about holidays and to show up here every week for you guys
1: if you like what we do, a great way to support the podcast that's completely free to you is to give us a follow on Spotify if you haven't already, or if you're an Apple listener, to hit subscribe to our show over there. And actually, fun fact, even if you're not an Apple listener, you can still go onto Apple Podcasts and hit subscribe and vice versa for Spotify. Just tells the podcast world that we're out there and that people are listening. And also wherever you listen, if there's the option to leave us a five-star rating or a review, mm-hmm. definitely go do that if you haven't done that already. And we've so appreciate so much those who have already
0: yes we share tons of resources each week on our instagram so if you're not yet you'll want to make sure you're following us over there at art of intention podcast
1: we like we said have an extra special episode coming for to you next week we have more to round out our december series so we will see you all over there bye bye